this is, I always say, this is like literally being the scientist of your life or, or even the student of your life and being really open, like an open book to your life and studying yourself. Welcome back to another episode on Find Joy with Joyen, the podcast that is all about helping you live and lead a life with joy. I'm your host, Joyen Chan, and every Wednesday we are giving you access to the world's best and brightest minds in their fields on our show. Listening as these leaders impart their wisdom, inspiration, and stories to empower you to live joyfully with intention, passion, and purpose and celebrate the struggles and overcome the challenges we may face each day with the tools and insights that we are going to share with you. Whether you are looking to improve your relationship, find your passion, learn how to embrace the present moment, deepen your spiritual connection, or learn the magic of manifestation and law of attraction to attract more abundance, this podcast is here to guide you every step of the way. As your host, I am also challenging myself to dig deeper, to learn and unlearn and write along with you. We are not here to tell you how to live your life because it is your life. But this life is all that we have right now. So my friend, why not live our life to the fullest? So I hope these conversations and stories will guide and inspire you to live your life to your highest potential and a life that you are proud of as you continue to grow and evolve in your own journey. So if you are ready to start living a more passionate, purposeful and joyful life, join us every Wednesday on Find Joy with Joyanne for inspirational stories, powerful message, fun conversations and empowering talks with me and my special guests and friends. And now without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Our guest today is the creator and founder of Reprogram for Success and Quantum Consciousness Integration and for a decade has been an integrative holistic healing and performance facilitator, inspirational speaker, master mindset coach and she's certified in NLP, hypnotherapy, eye movement integration, advanced data healing, DNA re-engineering and the list goes on and on. More importantly, she discovered by using four techniques, one could change one's belief system and reprogram for the success one desires in any area of one's life, to bring a client into the whole brain state on a new belief, enabling individuals and business teams to identify and remove energetic blocks caused by inherited imprints held in the subconscious for generations. She teaches you how to recognize your program, imprints, blocks, and provides tools to discard what no longer serves you to have a healthy, prosperous, and wealthy life. And she's here today to empower you to attain success in every area of your life because the power is in your hands. So ladies and gentlemen, help me welcoming the Master Mindset Coach, Janet Elaine Schermitt. Thank you for having me. It's always an honor to be on anyone's show and I get to speak about something that I'm passionate about. So, so thank you so much. Thank you for coming because I get to ask all the questions that I'm passionate about as well. <laughs> and, um, you know, me and my listeners, we get to learn, especially from someone like you who have was years of experiences, you know, and there's so many certifications. I don't even know how you got that, but okay. First, can you explain to us in layman terms, what is quantum physics and epigenetics? Sure. So in layman's terms, quantum physics is energy. I mean, Einstein said, match the frequency with the ener- with the reality you wish for, and you can't help but bring it to you. That's not philosophy. That's physics. And I'll go further to explain to people, the biochemical effects of your brain functioning shows that your cells are affected by your thoughts, which means that your thoughts have energy. And we know that our bodies are energy, our cells are energy. So I'm going to say to everybody, so speak kindly to yourself, because these thoughts, these words, they all have energy. Now, epigenetics on the flip side says that it is the imprinting that's passed down from our ancestors to our parents. And the imprinting means our belief systems, our behaviors, our thoughts, our emotions. 
which are passed down to our parents. And our parents pass it to us from the time we're born to about seven years old because our brains are in theta state. We don't question anything. We we listen to our parents. Our parents tell it so. If somebody else tells us something, we go back to our parents. They say, no, it's this way. We believe everything. And then after that, it's the conditioning that's from our society and anything catastrophic that happens to you that is literally going to dictate your reality. And so the combination of the two because our emotions, our behaviors, our thoughts have energy, that's the quantum physics part of it, that all rolled up together is going to create your reality. So by starting to examine your beliefs, by starting to examine your emotions, your thoughts, everything about your life, and check out what's working and what's not, you're able to figure out where in your life or in your belief system that you want to change to achieve what you want to achieve in your life. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think to better help us understand the concept is 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 crucial to know about your backstory. And I know you have a very interesting backstory, right? So to help us better understand this concept, could you share your story with us? Because that is the reason why you do what you do today. Sure. Um, how I, I, I fell into this, um, I grew I grew up um, in in a family that um, I was always interested in in energy as a child. I did the laying of hands at ten and and with animals and thought it was great. They would all come because I'd put love through my hands and I didn't really know what I was doing. But I also always questioned uh, religion and and just everything that was happening. But as time went on, I went to college, I, I got married, I had different types of jobs, and I was, at, at the time that I discovered this whole process, I was chairman of the board of a nonprofit that helped homeless women get a better education. And I was also helping an inner city hospital raise funds, so I was helping the underserved. Now, in this process, I ended up uh, in a divorce and received a lump sum of money. And now I was so excited because I could help the underserved, both nonprofit and, you know, a group and individual alike. So I was really excited about that prospect. But I also had a financial advisor who was with a a well-known international firm that's still going today, who made an investment outside the scope of the firm. And now I'm in arbitration. And the whole time I'm in arbitration, I'm thinking, I'm going to lose this money. I'm going to lose this money. I never once didn't think I wasn't going to win. I, I, I knew the statistics of arbitration. I had studied enough about it. But in the end, he was disbarred. His The firm was fine, his partner fine. But sure enough, I only got 10% of what I lost. So now I'm thinking, okay, how did I end up here? And instead of looking at the wrong that had been done to me, I thought, what put me in this place? There has to be more than energy because I already was studying quantum physics and I was a Reiki master already and dabbling in other things. And I was like, what is it? And so I discovered epigenetics and I started going through my family history. And I came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who signed up to help the underserved and who never had any money to manage. And I say this, I don't want to take their journey away from them because that was their journey, but it wasn't my journey. And this was my imprinting though, because I grew up with money is the root of all evil. Um, Wealthy people aren't nice people. My dad felt wealthy if he only had five bucks in his pocket. Um, So I grew up in this mindset, if we only just have enough, if we only barely make by, if we... If we just, you know, I mean, I grew up on the poverty level where my parents actually shot the meat that we ate. Um, So it was totally different. And so when I discovered that, I said, wait a minute, but that's not the life I'm living. I still want to help the underserved, but not at my own detriment. And so I started going through all of my belief systems. And that took me through my religious belief systems, too, to say, is this something I believe or is this something that's imprinted in me? I went through every single lack, fear, 
Fear is a huge one that people have to overcome in every area of your life. And I had a lot of fear. And so I started dabbling and finding out what techniques would work to change my subconscious mind. If anybody's believed the bio, uh, read The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton, they understand what our subconscious mind controls. It controls 95% of you. And your conscious mind is only 5%. So you really want to start reprogramming what's not working in that subconscious mind because it's basically running everything. Um, and so that's how I fell across a lot of the techniques and ended up getting certified in NLP, um, theta healing, uh, EMDR, EMI, hypnotherapy, um, psyche. Um, and, and a lot of these techniques are considered energy psychology modalities. And what they do is they cross your left hemisphere of your brain with your right hemisphere and bring you into a whole brain state on a new belief. And that's what I really discovered on how to use all these techniques to achieve that so that you can change your belief system rather quickly. Well, first, how do we uncover our belief system and, and our programmings? Well, First of all, it, this is a great example. You know how someone dates the same type of person over and over again and the same thing happens? Yeah. Well, stop looking at the other person and start looking at you and start saying, okay, something's not working here. And the minute you start looking at yourself, the minute you understand that a behavior is not working. So the minute I stopped and lo started looking at myself was the time I started shifting my belief system. You start shifting the minute you know it's not working. So you're already opening yourself up to the change. So that's that's the biggest hurdle is is recognizing and having the courage to recognize that you that there's something in you that might be the problem. And and so if something's not working, like I started looking in my belief system and I said, okay, do I really believe that? And where did it first start? And that's the journey you go, which is kind of a difficult one some, on some different types of feelings that we have, yeah. right? Like abandonment. I, most, a lot of people have experienced abandonment in some area. I had, and it was, it was really a difficult thing for me to go back to that origin of abandonment. But once you understand that that abandonment's holding you or that fear, that feeling of fear is holding you from the success you desire, you're going to change that fear to safety, security, and confidence. You're going to want to, because then you're only going to be fearful when you're when it's logical to be fearful and not fearful of 99% of everything that's never going to happen. Um, and so I would say to everyone, start making a list. Start start looking at your personal life. And and you can even write your relationships down. Be honest about what's working, what's not working, what area is working, what's not. And then also check out your emotions that you're feeling, your belief system. And I'm going to say this to everybody, which is going to be hard for them. If it is something that you're so hung up on and, and you say, no, I believe that, I believe that, I believe that, start really checking out where you got the belief. Right. Okay. So if I could speak for myself, yeah, I have done a lot of personal development work, right? Um, and um, I, I, I'm aware of my belief system and what is holding me back. But the problem is, yes, I'm aware, right? Which is the first step, which is beautiful. Now the question is, how do we change it, right? And I have done, you know, I, I've done it like NLP, um, meditation, healing, energy. And it's still not working, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, the reprogramming is still not happening. So, uh, you know, even hypnotherapy, I've done it. So my question is, why and how do we really change a belief? Have you tried Psyche? No, not yet. What is that? Okay. Just in case people don't even know, what is that? Psyche is an energy psychology modality. And the reason why I brought up Dr. Bruce Lipton 
is in the back of his book, Biology of Belief, which was a bestseller about 20 years ago, he writes that psyche is the fastest, most efficient way to change a self-limiting belief into a self-enhancing one. And that is why he was able to finish writing the book. And that is why he uh, today has great relationships, even now. And he talks about this. He calls it, he doesn't call it psyche, but he calls, in the book he does, but uh, when he's talking now on the circuit, he will say that it is an energy psychology modality. And why is it so important? It is so important because in the process, it crosses your left hemisphere, which is your logical side of your brain, and your right side of your hemisphere, which is your creative side. Mm. And it brings it together. And for those of you that experience trauma, some of the reasons why we don't heal from trauma is because the logical side of your brain thinks it knows best and and the creative side thinks it knows best and they clash and they go no i know how to heal you no i know how to heal you but when you bring them into a whole brain state and that's what emdr and emi do and that's what um also psyche does when you get into a whole brain state now you can start healing that it's called the silent healer because now you can. And it's really important. And that's why I think using a combination together in, in a treatment, like I use different combinations depending on who's in front of me. Like if it's a meditator, I'll, I'll use a different um, couple, you know, maybe I'll use two of the same um, techniques, but I'll combine them with two other techniques. If it's somebody that's not a meditator, I'll use two other techniques, but I'll always, I always use Psyche at the end. So I've, I always replace, I move out the old belief, bring in a new belief using other techniques, the other techniques we've talked about before, like NLP, hypnotherapy, I'll move them out, but then I double clamp it down with Psyche mm. so that, so that it, the belief is in. And with Psyche, we, we use, um, you might call them affirmations. Oh, okay. Like I have, I, have, I have safety, security, and confidence in every situation. So that will be what will be put into your subconscious. And I can tell you that I was fearful of 99% of things that were never going to happen. I mean, that's some of what I discovered through my process because my mom was. And I turned on that gene because that's what happens in epigenetics. We either turn it on or we don't. And I happen to turn that on. And when I turned that on, I really wanted to get rid of it. And so I did the whole process of safety. I have safety, security, and confidence in every situation. Within a week, I was in a situation where normally I would have been so fearful. And all of a sudden, I noticed I was saying something totally different than what I would have been saying. And I'm like, that just came out of my mouth. And I literally, I, I literally saw my life, the trajectory of my life changed at that very wow. moment. And, and I saw it. it, it was almost a split in two realities or two um, parallel universes. It, it, it was quite astonishing to feel. And it was at that time that I realized I had figured out how to totally change a belief system. Um, and I look at our belief systems as we're, we're kind of like onions, like that old saying, you peel back the onion. That's exactly what we are. And as we move through this process and as we are conscious of our belief systems and the fact that you're even conscious of what's, what's holding you back mm -hmm. is huge because it's expanding your consciousness just by knowing that. Yeah. And, and that's what we want. We're in that quest for expanded consciousness. Everybody is trying to find their way. And, um, and this is, is how we expand our consciousness is by actually examining ourselves instead of examining everything on the outside, examining what's on the inside. Mm. Okay. Okay, you keep talking about the whole brain state. I just want to make sure that um, we get it. Like, what is, the what is your definition of whole brain state? And how do we know that we have achieved that state? The whole brain state is knowing that you're... And, and I'll take it in a couple different ways. I, I like to refer to the whole brain state in a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. One way is 
like I said, when you know that your left hemisphere and your right hemisphere are together in a whole brain state and healing, and 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 that that is going to be through some energy psychology modality or EMDR, um, EMI. Those two do the same things. Um, but another way that I believe you can get in a whole brain state is when we connect our heart to our brain. Okay. And that is done through meditation or through it, it really, you can even do it within 10 minutes or even five minutes, but it's, it's when you calm yourself down and take some five deep breaths and you can actually start visualizing your, your heart or you, you can see your brain go down into your heart, or you can do the reverse and have your heart go up into your brain, but you join them and you can actually feel it flow down. Like I can, you can feel it if you sit and concentrate and just feel it go down in there and sit in there. And I tell people, if you put your hand on, on your heart, like if everybody listening, yeah. if you're driving, if you're driving, don't do this, but, <laughs> but if you put your hand on your heart, and you say your name, you feel a resonance, right? Or if you say yes, you'll feel a resonance. If you say no, you're gonna feel a different tone. And it's the same way if I say my name is Janet, I feel a different thing than if I say my name is Nancy. Mm. And it's a different vibration. So I know that's not true, Nancy is not true, but Janet is, and, and, and my yes has the same vibration as Janet. Okay. So we have this vibration going in us and between, and so when we connect our brain to our heart, because your heart will never leave you, lead you astray. It is our mind that has so much going on that will take us down. So you can even ask yourself by putting your hand on your heart, if that belief is true for you by following the resonance, because we all have a frequency. And once you calm yourself enough to really practice this frequency of putting your hand there and really testing it, you'll get the point to where you can say, is this my truth? Yes or no. And, and so I truly believe in, and, and this goes back to the heart math Institute. Um, they've, they've logged this, that our, our heart is, is the power and our heart has a brain in it. So, and, and it has, more electricity running through it than our brain does. So it's more powerful. But if we quiet ourselves enough to connect to our heart, I truly believe I have changed things by just doing that. But it, that is a practice. And that is something that you really have to quiet yourself and meditate. And just for anybody that's interested, if you check out Heart Math Institute, or if you want to check out some meditations that will connect that, you can find them on YouTube for sure. I, I, I believe that I'm here in service of people and you can you can find that on, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. and, and I would encourage anyone to, to start practicing that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I meditate almost every day. I would like to say that, but you know, again, you know, it's, it's the mind that is, that we are not be able to quiet down, right? So, Okay, you talk about, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, which is like affirmations. And affirmations. I've talked to so many, you know, other guests on my show before about manifestation, law attraction, affirmations. And personally, again, I speak for myself, right? Personally, I work with someone, a, a manifestation coach. And during our session, she gave me a bunch of affirmations. And and um, like every day, she just asked me to read out loud and dance around and really like feel it. And I did it and I just like I just couldn't feel it. Like yeah, you know, to a certain extent it's true that I believe it. But still, at the end of the day, those affirmations they don't work. And I, I stopped doing it altogether. So can you speak about affirmations and how do we create affirmations that really work and that will attract what we really want? Well, affirmations are an interesting thing. When, when I talked about it, I was only saying that you're creating a belief and that belief is going to be put in through Psyche, which is a process that you're putting it in. But it's, I give it, I, I write it, it's written like an affirmation. And most of my clients then will, will actually, I'm, I'm a big one for what your teacher was doing. I personally like people to 
record any affirmation. If you like affirmations that somebody's done, record them in your own voice. Because to me, it's like when we're in our mother's womb, we hear our mother's voice. Mm. When we're out, we recognize her voice. It's the same with our spirit, with our soul. It recognizes what we're saying to it. And so I, I agree with saying it out loud and that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to say about affirmations, I truly believe to change any habit or anything like that by affirmations, you have to stick with it for 21, um, 21 days um, at, a min- at a minimum. Sometimes for some people, it takes 60 days. It depends on who you are. Um, I just think the affirmations do, they do work. It just takes work on your part too and consistency. And I find that a lot of people don't want to commit to that Mm. long, long um, haul with it. But I I do believe in them. And when we do it, um, when we talk about the law of attraction and manifestation, this has to do with frequency. Mm. I'm going to tell that to everybody. everything that we do has to do with the frequency. And part of the reason why, if you got up every morning and said, I'm so grateful that my feet just hit this ground, it lifts your frequency. But I will, I I, I also love a meditation. So since we're going to get into this, not that I want to bill everybody else's um, uh, work, but somebody that I really love this meditation on frequency, and I would suggest to everybody to do this, is um, Aaron Dottie. I don't know if you know who he is, but he has Raise Your Frequency Permanently. It's a meditation. It's 24 minutes long. And I'm going to tell you, if you stick with that for 21 days, you will. I tested it out. You will change your frequency. And it's something I give my clients. I actually tweak it a little bit. I have a couple adjustments that I do to it to expand it past that, depending on what they want to achieve, but it will switch up your frequency to a higher level. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. And you you cannot manifest on a low frequency and you can't manifest if you go, if you're thinking this isn't going to work, it's not going to work. But if you start out thinking, this is going to work for me, I, I, I always start out saying, this is going to work for me. Somebody says, why does it always work for you? I said, because I say, this is going to work for me. I, I constantly say, this is going to work for me. And, you know, sometimes we don't believe it, but, but I'm going to have those words come out of my mouth because it's better than, than saying the negative words. Because once I put that negative frequency out there, then it's attached to me and I'm not going to have that out there. Mm. I I truly believe that. And I truly believe that um, when we start speaking kindly to ourselves, um, there's another great meditation. If somebody, if everybody's listening to me, I, I, I've tested about 40 different techniques. Okay. So I know what works, what doesn't work, but there is Brian Scott, a guy named Brian Scott. He's on YouTube too. This is free too. This is all free that you guys can use. Um, He has what's called, the I am mirror meditation. I am mirror? The I am. It's I am, but it's a mirror meditation. It oh. is only, once he explains it, it's only seven minutes long. Okay. You do it in front of a mirror. Mm. And it is pretty powerful. Um, and so, and so these are just samples of without, if you did these with, NLP or, or the therapy or, or even like the program I have, trust me, you're going to soar like an eagle because you're, you're reconditioning your subconscious mind continuously. And if you always, even, I don't care whoever's listening, I don't care how bad you think it is. (laughs) Just say to yourself, everything works out to my advantage. Just, I don't care what it looks like. Just, just say to yourself, everything works out to my advantage. Keep saying it. Everything works out to my advantage. Isn't it wonderful? Something marvelous is happening to me right now. Um, the more you can say even that, you shift the energy. And that's what you want to do. Part of, part of all of this subconscious is actually shifting your energy. Because when we shift our energy, 
I want to explain this to people in a different way, too. It's kind of like a state of being. So if we're angry, we can we have a choice. We've been given the choice to be angry or not angry. Mm. No matter what happens, we're, we have the choice. So, but you know how we can go from angry to happy or angry to loving or angry because anger and love are very closely related. But when somebody goes from an angry state and let's say they've been angry for a couple of days and all of a sudden you see them now flourishing and happier, they've just gone from one state of being an energetic being to a totally different energetic being. So they've changed their frequency. And when you change your frequency, you change what you draw to you. Yeah, that I truly believe. Yeah. And this and and so that goes with your belief system as well. So if you believe you're limited, you're going to be limited. If you believe you're limitless, you're going to be limitless. And and that's the truth. And uh if you believe you're abundant, mm. You're going to be abundant. If you believe you're prosperous, you're going to be prosperous. And, and so that's why it's really important to pay attention to your belief system. And I've had people that have said, oh, I'm prosperous. And then I've tested their subconscious mind and they're not. They don't. Okay, what they do you mean by that? Believe. How do you test their subconscious mind? You can, you can muscle test. Oh, okay. um, oh yeah. I don't know. You yeah. can muscle test. Yeah, you can muscle test somebody's subconscious mind because your body will not lie. It's 95% everything you believe in. So you can ask it a question and muscle test it and it's going to tell it's going to tell me, do you believe it or do you mm. not? Okay. And so at that point you want to go in and get into the whole brain state on I I have a prosperous mindset. And, and so this is something that I had to go down and recode myself with. And, and I had to be honest, like, I would say, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm prosperous. I'm this really, am I, am I really, I mean, you can even code yourself to be a money magnet if you want. It's, 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 and, and so when I've worked with business people, that's been their problem too. I mean, I've had, I had a woman come to me who said, all my relationships are great. They're great, but I have three companies and they're not doing too well. And so I tested her on her belief in her abundance. We went down several different questions and, and she was weak in them. And so we just made it strong. And once we made it strong, I hadn't heard from her for, oh, probably a month. Cause usually I have my clients, I connect with them to see how they're doing. So I know so I, it's, it's more of a, so for me, so I have a ma- metric so I can say it's working. Um, and I said, I haven't heard from you. She goes, oh, I've had the most abundant month ever. Wow. She said, everything is working. So I think that we can con ourselves to thinking we believe something when we actually, our subconscious actually does not. And so it's really, really important to really sit in the feeling and be honest about what needs to move out and what you really believe. Mm, yeah. And, and if, you're, if, if you, if you think you're a money magnet and you don't have money in the bank, then it's you hard might to want believe, to right? It. I mean, it's hard to believe when you don't have money and you keep saying I'm a money magnet. Well, but, but, but part of why you don't have it is because you don't believe it. And if you don't believe it, you're not going to have it. If it's not in your subconscious, if your subconscious doesn't believe it, it's not going to have it. And I like to tell people to um, have a belief in prosperity because prosperity means you have great health, mm. you have great wealth, you have great success, and you have great loving relationships. So prosperity can be a whole thing. It's not just money. Um, and so to me, it's more impor- important to have a prosperous mindset mm. um, than anything else. But I mean, I've I, to be to be honest with everybody listening, I've probably done at least 200 balances on myself, psyche balances on myself. Okay. When something's come up, I, I fix it. Um, and when I brought abandonment up, um, I, I can use this as an example. I didn't even think about abandonment. It wasn't on my radar. I, I hadn't, and this was a couple of years ago and I have three children and they're grown, but my son, I noticed that when I would have 
conversations with him, 50% of the time we'd rub. It would just end up in a rub. And it just felt kind of icky. And so I thought, what is it? Instead of looking at him, I looked at myself and I said, what is this feeling? And this is really hard for people to really grasp and yeah. actually do. And so I, I, I'd encourage everyone to be the student of their lives and really experiment with this. But I actually sat in the feeling and I said, what is this feeling? And I, I quieted myself and I allowed it to take me to where I first felt it. I said, where do you, where did you first feel this? Did you feel it here? Well, I did feel it there, but where, where else did I feel it? And it's taking you down that road. And it took me down where I was nine years old. I told my parents I was adopted and I felt that I was so different from my siblings. And I was, and I still am extremely different. And I was treated differently because I was different. I was also dyslexic and they didn't understand it back then. And, um, and so I was just different. And I spent a lot of time on, on a ranch with a bunch of animals for many, many years, you know, riding horses, you know, working with cows, doing all of that, um, because I found, found kind of a, a nice peaceful place for me there. But I, so I had abandonment then, and then I said, where else did I feel it? And I felt it in my marriage. And I said, oh, I felt it there too. Okay, so now I know that this is the feeling of abandonment. So then I had to examine the situation I had with my son. And I said, wait a minute, this is an abandonment. He's growing up and I have to let him grow up. And so it's really not abandonment. And so I could finally let go of the abandonment and it was released from me because I realized that that abandonment doesn't exist anymore. And so I was able to sit in the feeling and let it dissipate and understand that this wasn't really what I was feeling anymore, even though I was triggered by it. Right. And so sometimes by just sitting in the feeling and being honest about where it came from and letting it pass through and being able to go back to the situation we're looking at, we might even find out that that situation really had nothing to do with abandonment. And so that's another way of looking at sometimes how we get triggered when it's really not what's really happening. It just might be the feeling. And so when we can go in the feeling, then we can actually even go in and release the abandonment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's not, you are able to do it because you are who you are, right? With all this knowledge and work that we have done but for a regular person I would say um, we go through our day-to-day -day life without really being aware of what's happening we are not even aware to our thoughts our emotions let alone sitting in the feelings and ask ourselves when you know when was the first time I felt this right um so how do you help people okay how do you help people to first how do we first become more aware of our thoughts emotions and feelings and triggers so that we can do the next step well, well, the first thing is, is when you're feeling something like I did, when I'm, I'm noticing that we're rubbing. Okay. And, and I say this, don't look at the other person, look at yourself. Okay. That's the first thing. The first thing is to look at you, not at somebody else. And, and I even take this, that when I look at myself, what happened to me financially with the financial advisor, I say, what was it about me that put me in front of him? What was my vibration? What was the part of me that actually even brought that person to me that I would work with them? Because I think that's really important too, to understand your vibration. And so this is, I always say, this is like literally being the scientist of your life or, or even the student of your life and being really open, like an open book to your life and studying yourself. And so for everyday people, I'd say, you know, if you have something happen, start examining it. Don't, don't, don't get all upset. Start examining what brought you there, what part of you is reacting, why the part of you is reacting. And um, one of the things I do give my clients so that they can bring themselves to center, and I'll, I, it's something that 
the one point was something that the samurais used prior to going into battle. And I've shortened it a little bit so that people can clear out their emotions and everything so that they can pinpoint things for themselves. And so if you want, I can, it's 90 seconds. I can do it while we're on the show. Sure, yeah. I just have to ask everybody if you're driving please do not do this okay yep. <laughs> i really have to say that okay so i'm gonna ask everybody to just sit back and take a deep breath in and as they exhale do I close down their eyes. yes i'm having you do it too of course take a deep breath in and as you exhale close down your eyes Take another deep breath in, and as you exhale, just relax. Now feel all the thoughts, the emotions that are going on around you, the noises, everything. Bring them all into your head. Bring all those feelings, the beliefs you're thinking about, everything. Just bring it all to your head. Feel it all in there. And now we're going to move these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions down to two inches below our navel, which is called the Hara point. So let's just bring them down, down, down. Let them all flow down, down, down. Let them continue to flow. And now let them flow down to this point. And at this point, see a bright light. Now see that bright light, go down your legs to the ground, to the center of the earth. And now feel everything just flow down to that point, down your legs to the ground, to the center of the earth. And now you can open your eyes. Now, this is something that the samurais used something similar to this prior to going into battle because they understood that they would have all these emotions and thoughts of being killed and everything on the battlefield, right? Missing their families. What if something happens? That they knew that they it would make them top-heavy. It would make them out of balance. And so they knew that if they brought it all to their Hara point and just let it flow down, that they would be centered and harder to knock off the horse. Hmm. So I say to everybody listening, this is a great exercise for you to use to center yourself and to make sure that you're grounded and you're solid. So when you feel overwhelmed or too many thoughts or even have to make a big decision, please do this. Mm. It will help you center yourself. I call it an emotional resilience tool. I have a couple that I'm going to have free on my website in about a month. So if you check in about a month, they'll be free there. Um, because I truly believe this is something that I, I really wish for people to do. And I'll probably have another one where you relax and you actually flip your black back lobe of your brain to your front and superpower your brain. Right. And it's it's as short as 90 seconds for that one, too. So I'll, I'll have several for you that you can use in different different times and mm -hmm. places. OK, how about people who. Who have a hard time visualizing lights, even just the exercise that we did, you know, one minute ago. Like for myself, you know, sometimes I could see light, I could visualize that white light you mentioned, but sometimes I couldn't. So how do we do that then? It's a, to me, it's just through practice. You know, I didn't always see, well, I have to be, I have to say this from the time I was a, a very young child, I, I could see things. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it, for me, it's a little bit different, but I work with people a lot and I just was working with somebody who said, you know what? I can see the bright light now. I can see it when I meditate. I can actually see the bright light now. Yeah. And so I'm just going to say to people, you know, meditation is so important. And even if you take it's 10 minutes out of your life on any given day, 
but it will refresh your body. It will refresh your mind. And even if you have thoughts going through, just, I'm going to say, hold your hands like this, because this helps you concentrate more. You know how you see the Buddhas right. all hold yeah, their hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps you concentrate more. This does too. Um, but this is really helping you concentrate. So you lay them in your lap and, and set a timer. And, and if you can't do 10, start out with five, but, and, and just let the thoughts go through your head. You don't have to do anything for the, that five minutes. Mm -hmm. So just let them, or as I say, this is another thought for you. Take all those thoughts and put it in a chest next to you and see it being, and just put it in there. And it's being all purified while you're doing your five, five minutes, it's all being purified. So just leave it in there. <laughs> But you can do the five minutes and trust me, it will be so good for your brain. It's so good for your body. You know, it's, it, it just really is. And the other thing I can give people is, um, and I know this is other people's stuff, but, but it's also what I use in my practice. So I help people with everything I've ever tried. Mm. Breath work is really, really good. And Wim Hof, so if you look him up, Wim Hof, he has a 10 minute breath work. That is so good for your body. So good. And, you know, I'd say do it every day, but you know, I, I'd rather have you meditate <laughs> for the 10 minutes, but, but do it a couple times a week and see, and see what you think. But it, it's fabulous. All of these things increase your consciousness mm. and it will expand you and will help you break the patterns that you that you want to break. Um, you know, I've, I've had great success using the combination of techniques, depending on who's in front of me. I always use at least four and, um, and, you know, my sessions are, are anywhere from 55 minutes to about 85 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, How and many sessions I can, does one need in order to really change, reprogram themselves? Well, it depends on what they're trying to reprogram and, and and how deep it is. That's, it's kind of a hard question to ask, but I've had people come to me. Um, I had the CEO, she doesn't mind if I say this. I had the CEO who's down in Houston and she came to me. Um, she had a lot of phobias. All of a sudden she had, she had convinced herself she had mold poisoning. She had gone to therapists. She had gone to doctors. They had put her on supplement, supplement, supplement. After two sessions with me, she felt better. After eight sessions, she was on her way. Um, she did 10. She, I think she did one after that. Then she came back and saw me. She basically only saw me once a quarter then. And now she, uh, I think the last time I talked to her was, I think about four months ago, she was starting a new job, mm -hmm. had a little anxiety. So we kind of went through that, but mm -hmm. pretty much she was on her way. And she had cleared out the mold. I mean, she wasn't even wearing nail polish. She wouldn't wear anything. Um, she had such fear. She had so much going on. And so for her, it was it was that many times. I also have, I have a six month program where in the end, you basically know how to do all of this for yourself. Because I really, my job is to be in service so that people are equipped. That's why I give them, you know, these meditations that are on YouTube that I truly feel are fabulous that people should be trying, um, you know, and, and hopefully, like I said, in less than a month, I'll have uploaded so people can see these free resilience tools. And also I'll take them through their timelines so that they can experience going through their timeline to, so that you can pinpoint things. Like if, if I tell people right now, one of the things I'll tell you right now, people could close their eyes and you can see which way is your past and which way is your present. Just by closing your eyes, you'll feel which direction I'll have yeah. you, you can, I'll have you close your eyes right now. And you, if you close your eyes, think of something that happened when you were 10 and on a timeline, where does it show up? Does it show up to the left? Does it show up to the right? Does it show up behind you or in front of you? To the left. Yeah. So your past is to your left and that's normal. That's where probably 90% of the people feel it. Your future is to the right. So when you imagine something in the future, if you close your eyes, you would feel it fall to the right. And this is how you feel your timeline. 
So this is part of what I use in my therapy um, to help people follow what I'm doing and how I'm finding what I'm finding in your quantum field, because basically I'm working in your energetic field with you. I'm working with you. It's not, I'm just a facilitator. I'm the conduit. It's you. It's your mm. consciousness that is doing the work. It is your super conscious mind. That's the other thing I also believe in teaching people is how to connect with their higher self, their super conscious mind. Because our higher self is always talking to us. It's just that we're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We let the chatter come in the way. Mm. Well, I, well, this is... It has been so interesting. And thank you so much for sharing all the resources. I have written it all down. And um, I would follow up with you again one month from today so that we can get all the links from your website or, you know, all the meditation resources, tools that you are giving away for free. So, you know, I just want to make sure that we update the show note, all the links below, um, because I thought it's really helpful. And even just the, the 90 seconds meditation you know, you woke us through earlier, I felt that because I haven't done my meditation today. So it was the first time that actually today that I, um, I felt so centered and grounded just by closing my eyes and focusing my breathing and, you know, things like that. So yeah. that was really helpful. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, meditation is great. I ha I have another one that I call aware of the awareness. Hmm. And that's also 90 seconds. And I, I started making things 90 seconds because I realized people just didn't have the attention span. Yeah. And I, and I really wanted, or, or we all have busy lives, right? And so I wanted, and I had a lot of entrepreneurs like yourself that, mm -hmm. that were so busy that I really wanted to give them the tools that they could just use in 90 seconds. Right. And so, and so that's, um, I, I might have, so a couple things on there if they're interested. Um, my website's janetylaneschmidt.com and, and you can find me there. But, but I will, um, but I, I'll have the aware of the awareness too, which is really kind of brings you down. Um, and then, and then I'll have where you can flip, flip your back lobe to your front and it, and, and it really amplifies your your brain you will open your i've tried it on so many people and they'll open their eyes and they go wow everything looks so much brighter and i said yeah because you super powered your frontal lobe wow okay yeah i'm i'm really excited to 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 try that something you mentioned about meditation um it reminds me of a quote someone says i can't remember who said this but if you don't have 90 seconds to meditate you don't have life <laughs> right i mean it's only 90 seconds think about it right so um yeah i would really encourage um all my listeners to go and try out all these meditations i will put all the resources in the show notes below so make sure you guys go and check it out and um, um follow janet as well thank her for coming to our show today but before we let her go you know we always end our our episode with the final five rapid fire question. So this is for Janet. And every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> one word or one sentence? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. The first question is, what is one thing you wish you knew earlier? Psyche. Huh. Okay. And I'm going to learn more about this modality. I have not studied before. Second question, if you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? I would have listened to, to my uh, super conscious mind. I would have listened to myself because my myself was talking to me already. Beautiful. And I didn't listen. The next question is, what is something you're trying to learn or curious about right now? Um... you know what? I keep studying the same thing. I, I, I'm always learning new modalities and I'm, I know that was supposed to be one word, but That's okay. I'm like, I'm doing quantum painting right now and teaching people quantum painting. I don't know if anybody knows that, but I love quantum painting. And, and I also will have something on my website about that too, but I love quantum painting. I work with clients. I, I do that but I'm always looking at new things to study so that I can help, um, I can be in service of others and I can tell them whether it works or not. Yeah, that, that's really interesting because I visited your website yesterday and I saw you have quantum artwork 
um, that you put I was like, wow, I thought it was so beautiful. And I would love to um, learn more about it next time when we have you back on the show again. Because seriously, I have no idea what is quantum painting. And <laughs> you know what? You can change it. I'm going to tell people yeah. you can change your life by quantum painting. Wow. That's how. And, 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 and I, I, I'm going to say this. I coded one for abundance and um, prosperity frequencies, and I tested it with clients and everything, and it doesn't look anything like that. And uh, my son happens to be an investment banker. Well, now he's an equity finance guy. And he goes, Mom, I really love that painting. And I wanted to say, of course you do, because it's money. It, 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 it vibrates prosperity. It vi- vibrates. It has money codes in it. Wow. And so that's why. Um, and so quantum painting, it's a certain way that you put put it on the canvas, but it can be very powerful because the paint absorbs the frequency and you're looking at it. It's kind of like when you go and you look at a great piece of art, like a Monet or something, mm-hmm. and you're taking in what the artist is trying to communicate to us, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, this has those same frequencies which go into the paint, and so the viewer has it. And I've tested it with um, with uh, trauma, healing trauma. I've tested it with stem cell replacement. I've tested it with several different things. And obviously, the money code thing worked. <laughs> Prosperity worked. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah, if, guys, if you're interested, you can just go to her website and see, you know, the paintings, some of the examples that she has put out there. The next question is, if you have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say? That you can be and do whatever you want. You just have to recognize that you have the power because we all are powerful beings. Mm-hmm. And my message to everybody is, we are all pieces of the creator or the universe, whichever way you want to look at it. We all are. And so we've been given cho- freedom of choice. We've been given uh, free will, right? But we've also been given abundance and we're the ones that are limiting ourselves with our limited beliefs. And so once we start unchaining ourselves, we actually become the creators. We are the creators. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, we are the creators. And the more you believe that you're the creator and the more you have that higher vibration. And um, and so that's what I would tell. If I had five minutes, I'd say, you know what? Do your search. Go on your quest for cosmic consciousness because that's going to take you where you want to go. Beautiful. The last question is, what brings you the greatest joy? Well, I just talked about it. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, I just talked about it. But I have to say, I have three kids, and I have a, I, 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 I'm a new grandmother, so I have a six-month-old grandbaby, and so I have to say, he brings me great joy, and they bring me great joy. But life in general brings me great joy. I have found the joy in life, that frequency of joy, and. I would say to people, even if you have to fake the joy, you're going to get the joy. And joy manifests everything. So that's what I would say to everyone. You know, that's- I love that. And you know, our podcast is called Find Joy with Joanne because- Yeah, it is. It is. Find joy. <laughs> yep. And um, that's why the question is the last question. Now, all right. Guys, I know you love this episode, right? If not, you wouldn't be listening to the very end. And um, if you're listening to this, you know, take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your story, IG or Facebook, and tell us what is your biggest takeaway from today's episode. We would love to hear it from you. And if you're not following me, follow me on Instagram at joanne.chan and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode coming to you every Wednesday. And I will always leave you the same way as I leave you with every other episode. Show up. The world needs you and you need you. Thanks for listening and I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead. Thank you again for tuning to Find Joy with Julian podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support this podcast in one of three ways. One, 
Take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your IG story and tag me at findjoeyjoanne underscore podcast so I can repost and connect with you. Two, share this podcast with a friend or a family member. And three, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and reach more listeners worldwide. Make sure you also subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode coming Wednesday. Thanks for being here and I will see you soon in the next episode.